0: Hey, great day, welcome back to the podcast. So this is a very special episode. Throughout the month, I head over to YouTube and I stream live. I answer questions or I host workshops on things for private practice, digital products, and I also have special topics that I cover related to career paths for undergraduate students, graduate psychology students, and also licensed mental health providers. So one thing that I want to um, just give you a heads up is if I ever reference something that is on the screen but clearly you cannot see it, you can always head down to the show notes and we will link up the direct video so that if you would prefer to just watch the video on YouTube, you can click that link. Um, If you also want to feature a question that can be on one of our future podcasts, head down to the show notes, go to drtk.com forward slash links, and there will be a button that says upload your podcast question. Now, one thing that I would highly recommend is for it to be as detailed as possible. Each month, my team and I, we review all of those questions, and depending on what type of question it is, it may be dedicated to a full episode, or it may be featured in a laser Q&A. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump into today's podcast episode. My name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, great day, everybody. Welcome back to the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is your host, Dr. TK. So this topic today, y'all, the topic today is how did my business lose over $200,000? And so I first want to define what I mean by Losing two hundred thousand dollars. Some people may see it as, did you gamble? Did you make a bad investment? And the answer is no and no. But it was more of me making a very very difficult but CEO decision for the best interest uh, of the business. Okay. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to actually share some slides. I went like extraordinary today to prepare something because I know that what I have to share it will hit any type of business owner. You don't have to be a therapist to participate today. And if you see anything that pops up on the screen and it speaks to you or it's something that you want to dive deeper in, then by all means, it's on replay. Go back and watch it again. Take notes if you can right now or just tune in and see what stands out to you, okay? So I'm gonna go ahead and share the screen. I'm gonna make it smaller just like, you know, so we can talk. And so let me hop on over here. Okay. So I first wanted to share, let me make sure that's first slide. I first wanted to share this. This is what's called our book of the month. So with my book of the month, this is a book that I have talked to my community about in various programs. Um, More specifically, we had our first uh, digital side hustle club you know, meeting a week ago and I introduced them to this book. And then earlier this week, I checked in and said, who listened to the book, who read the book, go listen to my podcast with the cliff note version of how I've made it apply to my business in this season or even another stream of income that I won't talk about today. But I believe that every business owner needs their hand on this book, even if you're like me and you like to listen to Audible, if you listen to it on Audible, you will be done with it in 90 minutes. It is not that long, but this is one of those books where you could technically evaluate every stream of income that you have, whether it's combined nine to five, contractor, you know, and then your own business with even streams of income, and really just evaluate where you are in terms of your business with those streams. So just write this book down, The Dip. It's called Seth, it's by Seth Godin. And um, I love this quote. Um, He said, and I just kind of like paraphrase it in my own, it's easy to become a CEO, but it's harder to stay one. And that hit, that was like in the introduction of the book. I don't even think we got to chapter one. And I was like, this is how this book is starting off. And when I first listened to this book, I was working out And it was to the point where luckily I was doing leg day and I was able to take some breaks because I had to write down so many notes, so many notes, (laughs) okay? So it is easy to become a CEO it's harder to say one. So we're gonna talk about difficult decisions that CEOs have to make in different seasons of their business. And I'm going to be sharing with you a case study of how pretty much I shut down a stream of income that was worth, not valued. It was valued at way more, but it was worth, in terms of gross revenue, $200,000 Okay? So another quote that I love from the book or question more, more as is, is your goal to be best in the world? So this is just more mindset shiftings before we get into the takeaways. Okay? So is your goal to be the best in the world? I hope so. I hope that your goal is to be the best that you can be in what you do in terms of you finding your purpose and you know utilizing your gift. And so in the book, he says, then you will need to go quit some things to put your energy where it needs to be. Now, I know that automatically when we hear the word quit, we say things like, I wasn't raised to be no quitter. I'm not supposed to be no quitter. But when you listen to or and or read the book, you will redefine, how he views quitting, and you will see it very differently, okay? So um, short-term pain or long-term benefits. This is really what we're going to be talking about today, especially related to money. So I want you, while we're going through this process today, I want you to think about one stream of income, one stream. If you're a business owner, ideally something that you own. Right. If you have a nine to five, you can think about that nine to five. If you have multiple, choose the one that probably you give the most energy to. Okay. But choose one. And, and I want you to remember the phrases long-term versus short-term benefits. You do want to know the difference. Cliff Note version, short-term pain is you are in a you are in an obstacle, but you're able to overcome it. You're not sitting in that block for a long time. Long term is if you keep pushing. In that particular job or contract or stream of income, and you can't see no way out, you will find yourself actually failing versus choosing to quit early to be more successful. And it doesn't even sound like those words are supposed to go together, but they will all make sense by the time that we're done today. So this also stuck out. Being average is being invisible. And I was like, this so applies in 2024, even though this book wasn't written. In 2024, the online space has a lot of people. I'm not saying that it's saturated. I don't even want to own that because you have a unique skill. And out of the billions of people that are on Earth, it's someone there that wants or needs what you have. You just have to take your time, be, you know, um, consistent and go find them, aka marketing. Okay, so and consistent. So be consistent and own your greatness. Stop throwing in the towel too fast. My belief is if you are a person where you have a whole lot of unfinished projects, like nothing is finished because the sales didn't go the way that you wanted to. The launch didn't go the way that you wanted to. You didn't get as many customers or clients that you wanted to. And especially if this is your first time and you have no data to compare it to that means that you're quitting on yourself. You're not quitting on the product like oh the product doesn't work, the people can't pay. No, you're quitting on your gift. Unless you are no longer in love with your gift and then maybe you need to do some you know reevaluation, okay? So, I'm going to talk to you about today eight lessons that I've learned cuz I deem everything as a learning experience, not a mistake. So I'm going to share with you eight learning lessons and how it's applicable to the book and also interweaving like the case study of the program. Okay, so number one is as a business owner, you want to know the difference between the DIP and a CODA SAC. Now, of course, you can find out more when you read the book. Okay, so I'm going to introduce this concept to you with talking about my program called ECM. It was the Elite Therapist Coaching Mastermind. This program before it became a group, it was as low as 5K, which meant that therapists were, were with me for a certain amount of sessions, like 60 to 90 days. They got a high level of access to myself as well as some things in like a course portal. And then once we formed a group, of individuals that was ready to actually scale their business that were also therapists who had already had a mainstream of income already popping off and they had consistent revenue. Then we invited them collectively within a year and a half of like marketing out loud that I do one-on-one coaching for scalability for therapists. We had a group. So the group in terms of the investment, depending on when people joined, it was 12K up to 15K. The value of the program is well over 30K, okay? So what is a mastermind? A mastermind is when a collective group of people get together. So in a therapy world, it would be similar to a consultation. You're getting together, you are like-minded, you all are in private practice or whatever the stream of income that you're talking about. And you're able to, with everybody's gift, collectively help each other. Sometimes in a mastermind, unless it's peer-led, there's usually a mastermind leader or co-facilitators. Those are the people who set up the mastermind, set up the location. If there is a fee to cover, like if you all are meeting at a hotel or at a venue space, that leadership team will put that package together and then let all the members know, okay? So that is a short version of what is a mastermind. So when you define the word dip, I want you to think about that stream of income. When you think about the word dip, it is defined as a tough period, not like decades, a tough period. Now, your period may be six months, your period may be two years, but we're not talking about something that you know is not working and then you are still trying it like 20 years later. Okay. A cul de sac, according to the dip in the book, it leads to nowhere. Think about a cul de sac when you're driving in a cul de sac. You, you can't go nowhere but out. Right. Just think about that. So, When I look at ECM over the last three years that I had it as a group cohort, enrollment was great for the seasons that we were in. When I think about seasons, I think about, and this is what I would encourage you to think about too, when you're thinking about your stream of income, if you're running into roadblocks and define what your roadblocks are, is, you know, enrollment was fine for certain seasons. And I say seasons because this program was birthed during 2020. So if you recall what was going on in 2020, it was very questionable. We were even able to have an in-person mastermind. We started that cohort in January. We couldn't even have three masterminds as we, as we had had the two years after. We were only able to have two because every location kept getting shut down that we were able, you know, financially to go to. Because that's a whole nother you know, tip when we talk about financing. And so, the first cohort we had 21 students. The second year we had, I believe. No, the first year we had 19 students. The second year we had 21 students. The third year we had 12 students. And given inflation, you have to travel to actually experience the in-person mastermind. I believe that that within itself, with me interviewing different individuals for the mastermind, the travel piece, which was to me the biggest part of the experience beyond accessibility to the coach, um, was something that people didn't want to miss out on. And so I outright told people, if you cannot commit to come into the live events, please don't take up a spot because we had limited spots. So overall, the enrollment for us as a team was great. However, over three years, I look at data, hard data. I'm not just talking about how many people signed up and paid. I'm looking at How many people are showing up to our group calls? How many of our clients are utilizing their accessibility? How many individuals are showing up to their one-on-one calls? And then how many of those one-on-one call participants are actually allowing themselves to get coached? How many of them are giving up on themselves and they allow me to coach them and then they get back in the game versus the person that says, I don't know if this is for me, but you'd have made a a nine to 10 month commitment, right? So our program was nine to 10 months. So we looked at the logistics of the setup of the program. So look at the setup of your stream. And then we looked at the hard data beyond how much the program, you know, cost in terms of people investing in it. And it highlighted not a dip, but a cul-de-sac. Initially though, when we saw it, when we saw certain data, we thought it was a dip. Oh, it's the time. Oh, it's the year. Maybe it's the group of students. Maybe it's the circumstance, life be life. In, But then when certain patterns start to repeat itself, I would be a fool as a business owner with how much I know this program costs to run, not sticker price, but costs to run, okay? Because we're going to talk about profitability in a moment. I recognize after the second year, uh uh-oh, I didn't know the word CODASAC, but I was like, oh my God, I feel like it may be a problem, you know? But we kept going. So number two, when you think about growing your business or being stagnant, the book talks about strategic quitting. Okay. Strategic quitting. So strategic quitting is crucial for success. The question you want to ask yourself is, is this stream of income serving the long-term goals of the business? Think about the business as a child in your family. The child needs attention. The child needs a system. The child needs people to overlook the child as a village to make sure that the child is well taken care of. So how attentive are you to your stream of income? And those are things you want to evaluate. So when I looked at the mastermind program, I looked at Checkmark, it's creating an awesome community where these therapists, last year, some of them took a CEO retreat to Jamaica. You know, a lot of them collaborate in their launches. I literally see them cross-promoting each other's uh, products. And that was our main goal within the mastermind context is for them to meet like-minded people at different levels in different places all over the country and learn how to collaborate and not be in competition. Okay. So we built a strong community were they able to actually start scaling their business, aka leveraging their time, delegating things off their plate beyond just a personal assistant? A personal assistant or a VA is great, but if you're really trying to scale your time and go into the multi-six figures, we're going to have to go past a -a five-hour-a-week VA. You're going to need real team members. So are you scared to put out your job application? If people don't apply or it's not a a good hit on the first round, are you willing to allow us or allow me to review your application process and say, okay, let's tweak this, let's tweak this, do it again. Tweak it and tweak it, do it again. Tweak it and tweak it, do it again. I'm talking about group practice and digital products and mental health expansion. So when I had the groups of people over the three years, I would say, yes, I would say 75% because people go through seasons, about 75% of all of our cohorts were efficiently scaling their business. It's just that they were going at different paces because they came into the program at different levels, right? However, when I looked at the whole totality of the program being profitable, and when I say profitable, I'm looking at how many hours is, you know, am I, my admin, my husband, because he's on YouTube podcast, the video editor, podcast editor, anybody that has a hand in that program, I am looking at, is this program profitable? That does not include hosting three live events. I tend to go above and beyond. And I like to meet in different locations because if I, I mean, I can have everything on the West Coast, but I just like, and I like to travel. I like to go where it's like different locations where my clients can meet me halfway. So people on the East Coast, I typically go to New York because we have our go-to spot to go there, right? If it's on the West Coast, it's either in Los Angeles or in Vegas. It's usually between those two and we will flip-flop between LA, Vegas, and New York, okay? So it doesn't account for in terms of profitability. And even though you may be thinking, well, it was $200,000. If you think about, let's just say all of those 20 individuals got one session with me a month. And we're looking at value with what they're getting. One session can help somebody produce 10,000 extra dollars in their business. One coaching session helped a therapist go recover $15,000 in her group practice billing. It was simply because she didn't know what questions to ask and she didn't know how to follow up with her billing department. So I helped her navigate through that because that is leadership skills. That's not just, oh, I'm a good therapist. Being a therapist and leadership skills Two different things, okay? So we were able to see that our clients were taking what I was teaching them in the portal, what I was talking about with them with hot seats once a month, plus any type of one-on-one access, whether that be Boxer or Telegram voice notes throughout the month, and or when they came in, they may have gotten like a check-in session at the beginning of the year or one session per month. When we count access plus behind-the-scenes time, Video editing time, making sure the portal was up to date for nine to 10 months, plus travel, making sure that my team can go with me. Because if I have to focus on organizing an event and actually showing up for the event as my best self, those two don't match. I could be superwoman all I want, I will be tired. So, live events, travel, I also looked at inflation that played a significant role starting in 2021. Okay. Also, I started to notice, especially last year. After our conference in Vegas, I started to notice after talking to therapists on interviews for the mastermind, um, you know, I had our Instagram broadcast channel at that time where people were able to do polls and like just answer questions or on Instagram, do polls, or honestly just send out a survey to my email list. It was just very interesting how many of my ideal audience was talking about fear with investing in themselves beyond what they can see right now because a lot of them had did the private practice academy and that's a high ticketed product because for the investment of what it costs to get into that program you're going to get that 30 times over if you put in the work to have a business because it's like a whole business in a box right nothing that we teach is outdated okay so with that said when people look at oh wait i gotta go to school again get coaching again to learn this information Yes, like just like you have to go to graduate school to be prepared to take the licensing exam. It's no different. But sometimes what I find with just entrepreneurs is that, especially those who went to school for a long time, we may start to justify why we don't need help. And then what we end up doing is we spend a lot of time trying to find the answers on our own. And we end up either more confused, burnt out or tired, and we're ready to throw in the towel. That is one of the biggest purposes beyond community and relationships with other people of being in a mastermind or being in a coaching community, especially if it has a community aspect or a live aspect. So we took all of this in consideration every time I thought about, should I continue to launch this program? It came up every year, even before I launched it. And of course, I also looked at what my clients were letting us know in their reports about their changes in their revenue. So let me paint a picture. If somebody has a solo practice and it's popping, they get like eight to $10,000 for their version of full-time in their private practice. They're ready to scale. They may not want to do group practice. They may want to launch mental health expansion. They may want to do mental health workshops in the community, um, digital products and things like that. So what could happen during certain seasons, if you're not paying attention or just the nature of life is that your caseload may start to go down during certain times of the year. Now, what could happen if let's just say this person has not hired someone as we have talked about 5,000 times and my team, my clients know when I say 5,000 times, I'm being extra, but it really feels like we're talking about it 5,000 times and they can see my face like, oh my God, here she go. But they love it because they like, I needed to hear that. (laughs) So if this person has not hired any help, or they're just going on these websites, getting one off help, which is fine to a degree, but at some point you need a consistent person. What they will find themselves doing is they will have to abandon, let me know in the chat box if this applies, put a one. You may abandon this other stream of income in terms of energy, time, and building up whatever it needs to thrive, specifically because there's, you you gotta go back over here. You got to plug in the holes because you ain't got nobody to help you. You tag, I say, tag you it. <laughs> so you want to understand why you have changes in your revenue and can you change and make a difference? Okay. Number three is being the best. So when you show up in your business, I hope that your goal is to be the best. So when I evaluated this income stream, I looked at am I showing up as my best? So are, I'm showing up as my best. I'm excited before and after the call. I'm lit whether it's a group session, especially live events. Man, I'm I'm busting flips. You know what I'm saying I am super excited to see my clients in person. I'm a hugger. You know I just love them also being able to see each other. Y'all understand how cool it was to see during that three you know year time period when when our world was going through something else before inflation. How cool it was that a lot of these clinicians have met each other online. They have been accountability group partners online for a year, two years, but they had never seen each other in person. It was so emotional, to be honest, because a lot of our community members kind of thrive together and they scale together, kind of like bad boys, right? So I recognize that if I looked at the wins within the community with what they're doing in their business, were they showing up as their best and getting the help that they needed? Over 75% of them, yes, right? Was the code-de-sac, meaning I, 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 I got to get out unless I'm going to be in a dead zone, was the sac causing a ripple effect? Ripple effect, I'm going to say yes. So you may be wondering, what does a ripple effect mean when you look at a stream of income? First things first, cash flow. So context, I would set up the year before, the first two years I did this, I, they would know when they apply for the mastermind, the exact dates location, and venue of all three masterminds. I was super anal in the beginning and hotels and venues were working with me because they had no business in about two years because of 2020, right? So I was able to manage for two years straight. The second year was a little bit more difficult, but I was able to let them know, hey, here are the dates. So if you know you got life circumstances in which you cannot participate, you really want to second guess um like or thinking about like going into this program because you're going to miss some of the biggest transformational experiences by not being at the two or three day live event okay so the the reason why that impacted our cash flow was just think about it their payments for this program if they had a payment plan does not start until january if i signed a contract in september October, because open enrollment started October, November. Selections were already done by December. Their cohort started in January. That means that I have to sign a contract to hold the venue space, which means that I also need to put down a deposit. So if one venue space was $15,000, I need to put down maybe three or $4,000. But that's only one venue. That doesn't count the other three. Oh, wait, the um, inflation is starting to hit on the airfare. So what does that mean for me and my team? we have to buy all of our tickets or we choose to buy all of our tickets early. Oh, wait, we need a hotel or an Airbnb. We got to go reserve that too because the rates are going up like crazy after the world opened back up in 2021. So I hope that you can see that due to a cash flow issue on paper, by the end of the year, we were in green. Going through the months, through the year, the accountants start highlighting, where is all your money going? So what was happening was it was a cycle. It was like $20,000 will come in, $15,000 will go out. One month, it will be good. The next month, uh uh-oh, another venue payment hit. Uh Uh-oh, you got to buy these plane tickets. Uh Uh-oh, you got to pay for the hotel room. So when we started looking at it from a cash flow perspective, because travel was involved, because I love the mastermind experience, it was like, this ain't hitting. And we started to see it three years in a row also we recognize that the time commitment became an issue not for a large portion of our students but for enough for I hand selected people to be in that mastermind because I knew how they can thrive off of one another so if you have a cohort and it's 21 people 15 people 12 people and you hand select them for a reason to help them all grow together probably more efficiently faster right then If three people are missing, it like throws off the group dynamics. Just think about that. So the time commitment became an issue. We also looked at time commitment of some people potentially falling off in terms of participation, excluding a vacation like in a June or something like that. We understand, you know, you've got kids or you want to take off for one month. Okay, that's fine. Um, But let us know. Right. Let us know that you're unable to attend the event when we do an RSVP three months early. So it was like a time commitment trend happening over the course of three years. And I talked to some of our students after they departed from our program or graduated from our program. And I realized that once they were able to talk to me one-on-one, I realized that some people had the funds, but they were waiting until the last minute to buy travel accommodations. So when you wait to the last minute, it's not a game unless you're in that city, okay? We also, again, looked at the mastermind experience for all participants. So I started to evaluate, should my energy be somewhere else? Should my energy be somewhere else, okay? So number four is now you want to assess the dip. So I want you to think about the stream of income and identify, do you think that you're in a dip or a sac? So when you're assessing the dip, the goal is to evaluate whether increased costs due to inflation, if I'm thinking about my business, increased costs due to inflation and travel represent a temporary dip or a permanent obstacle to profitability and growth. Now, clearly, initially, I just thought it was a temporary dip. So I launched the program again. Every single year, it was two things that always came up time commitment, whether it be online or in person and uh, like money going out and then the people with the time commitment not showing up. So also you want to think about, I like to do activities. I like to do a lot of things with our clients when we go to different cities. So when we choose to, or when we have to prepay for things, that that, that can hit a little different. And some people may say, well, you got the money already because they made the payment plan. That's not the point. I'm looking at integrity right when you show, when you sign up when I sign up for a mastermind I work for that investment some masterminds I pay in full and my masterminds were not a joke they were like 24 to 30k so some of them I pay in full and some of them depending on my season I would intentionally do the payment plan and have to pay a little bit more just so that I can make sure I show up because when I monthly bill hit I'm like oh no when I pay I pay attention I'm not throwing away a $1000 a month I'm not throwing away $2500 a month I don't know about you but I don't have disposable income like that. Mm-mm. So things that I looked at in terms of value and assessing our growth over time, for example, is team member presence. So I know that I can show up as my best self when my team member is there. Because some people may say, well, can you cut back? And some people just like not be there and all those things. And I'm like, well, I've done an event by myself. No help with my husband, nothing during 2020 season, 2021. That was the worst experience I've had. The experience itself with my clients was phenomenal. They would have known that, hell, I was stressed out. But inside, I was crying because think about it. What does a team member help you do? They help you check into the venue space or the hotel room. They help you set up. They handle things before you even get there. They communicate to the venue space. They help you make sure that your clients are RSVP'd. If it's a menu, they make sure that the client filled out the RSVP. Somebody has dietary restrictions, we need to communicate that to the venue if it is catered food and they're not going out to eat during lunch. We have to make sure that the slides are great, even if that's working with another team member that is not going. We have to make sure that the packets are together when we're in person. We have to make sure that all the supplies, the gifts are present in person. We got to make sure that we can fit that in our suitcase. We have to make sure that the materials, the slideshows are ready and activities are pre-planned. Now, I want to ask you, if you're actually looking at, for example, hosting a virtual or in-person workshop or have a live event or have a digital product plus a coaching program attached to it, because mine is called a hybrid program like this, think about how you would feel trying to show up to an event. I'm from California flying 3,000 miles to New York City. I only came in the day before because you got to think about New York hotels don't be hitting like Las Vegas hotels, you know? So the price hits a little different. I like to stay closer to the venue because some people try to say, oh, I'm gonna stay far. Okay, pay $100 per way on in um, Uber if you want to. One of my friends tried that when we went out there for a live event, and she was like, I will never do this again. She was trying to save money by staying with a friend in the Airbnb, not in the not Times Square area, but in the Manhattan area. And it took her not only an hour to get there with New York traffic, but it also cost her $85 each way through Uber. And that wasn't even Uber Black. Okay. So team presence for me is vitally important. And I look at when we have a mastermind, my team needs. To be there, it is non-negotiable for me. Okay, so that was also included when I'm looking at shutting down this stream. Number five is, as I mentioned earlier, low attendance. So for me, low attendance was like a red flag as a sac, meaning fair warning. You may want to evaluate this every time we would see any type of attendance issues, especially if it was like a last-minute cancel. Whether we paid for extra stuff or not, it was like okay, one, why aren't you coming? Is there something? Is it an emergency? We don't have to know the logistics of the emergency, but like. Can you let us know as a team why you are unable, you know, to be there? So I realized that after the third year when me and my team were talking about having a mastermind again for 2024 and we were exploring really program enhancements. At some point I told my team for all of our coaching programs, and I want you to think about this for your clients and customers. You can lead, you can think about this for therapy if you're a therapist. You can lead a horse to the water, but what's the end of that statement? You can't make them drink. So I'm not saying that that analogy applies to everyone. But what I mean is no matter how many different ways I try to accommodate, for example, if we look at the show rate for live event or monthly calls, I pre-schedule it a year in advance for some events, six months in advance, then three to four months in advance. It doesn't matter how I try to rock it. It was still the same problems that were coming up. And one person may say, well, maybe it was that cohort three years in a row. Three different group of students. The first two years, it was an overlap of some older students, alumni, and then some newer students. The third year, it was almost completely new, new students. So, it, 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 you know, we looked at all different variables. And so I looked at it as a, a first a dip, temporary setback. And then I realized, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of this. And so, again, I enhanced the program. At the beginning of last year, I pre-recorded y'all over 80 lessons to go into that portal because I wanted to make sure for the first two years that I was teaching live that I was able to really get what they needed from the program. And then now I'm going to sit down and pre-record shorter lessons so that anybody who comes in after can like binge watch. Right. So I looked at different types of access. OK, we're not doing Telegram anymore. Let's do Boxer. Let's do some Zoom check-ins in December even before January starts. Um, At our mastermind one year, we had um, peer mastermind sessions. Not the whole time, but that's when I realized that a lot of our clients didn't understand what a mastermind was because the feedback that I received from a few students was, I really wanted to hear from you. We had two students present for like 30 minutes on each day. Now we're together from nine to five, right? So I believe that you had enough time to spend with me it's just a matter of how you're choosing to utilize that time. And as I mentioned earlier, we made sure when I'm looking at all things to enhance, we looked at ensuring that dates were set at the beginning, even before the person joined. So number six, sacrifice and resources. This is where we start to see entrepreneurs know that you're in a de SAC. You know you can't get out, but you're not willing to be resourceful and look at what do I need to sacrifice? Do I need to lay this product off? Do I need to pause it? Do I need time to regroup myself? Do I need to hire a team before I go back to this stream of income, especially if it's not being offered all the time and people are just sitting in it, okay? So what Seth Godin talks about in the dip is that overcoming the dip often requires sacrifices and a reallocation of resources. So when I really started telling my team, we really need to evaluate this program to determine if we're going to do it again for 2024. Okay, And this was after I had interviewed some students who had came or clinicians who came to our conference last year. And the main theme for 85 or more of those students was, one, they decided what stream of income they wanted to focus on for 2024, which was great. That was the purpose of the call. But then we also talked about financial growth and prosperity. And there was a big highlight that started to come up more in my community. But again, it came up more, of course, more one-on-one. Where I started to notice that a lot of our therapists were experiencing financial hardship, AKA a dip. And so I was like, I'm no longer thinking about the program. I'm not about to tell them to get into this program because they need to go talk to someone on their money team to get cash flow popping. Because the last thing I want is for you to join this program, potentially with the same work ethic that you have. Um, because if you've been in this dip for a long time, something ain't changing. And I'd rather you get the help on your mindset and your cash flow. And just wait, wait to see what I offer, whether it's this program or something else, or maybe something more affordable. But I want to make sure that you're going to show up as your best self. And I hope that you will respect me saying that because I am not that coach that just says everybody can come into this program. Absolutely not. Okay. So when I was thinking about the decision, I looked at the fact that I loved, loved this program. I do not create programs and keep them if I don't love them. If the data tells me I got to shut it down, I shut it down, right? But sometimes I've kept programs longer than anticipated because I loved it, okay? But at the end of the day, it was not serving the business. As I had mentioned earlier, looking at the output in time, team, and money, finances and cash flow, the program should have been priced at $24,000. When I look at and compare my mastermind, how much access they're getting even to get a strategy call on Zoom, even to get unlimited boxer for a certain amount of time or throughout their program, I was definitely not undervaluing myself because I knew the value, but I was definitely undercharging. If I would have charged for the program 24K per person, I don't know if we will be having this conversation today. But what I recognize is, you know, the people that we were attracting, some of them were unable to pay 24K that's where it started years ago, okay? So I started to think about, okay, how do I continue to invest in the business, but also redirect resources? And after a while, tug and pull, I decided to pull the plug. I took the ale, but I have on the screen equal success. Because as I mentioned earlier, successful entrepreneurs, they know when to quit. I'd be a fool if I continued a fourth year in a cash flow hamster wheel. I hope that y'all can get that, right? So number seven, learning lessons. I started to look at how I could improve my team. So after looking at everything that went successful and areas of improvement, I don't like to say things that went wrong because I don't believe anything went wrong. They were all learning lessons. As I looked at, okay, how can I improve my team? So, what we did is we made a goal to buckle down and go harder with student success engagement. It doesn't mean that we were letting up on student success, but my team now just has different metrics in which They're building systems to check in with all of our clients during certain phases, especially our larger program that attracts more students throughout the year, which is our private practice academy. So our team, for example, will check the Kajabi portal once a month. They will email a student at a certain time frame if you have not reached a certain module to say, you all right? You know what I'm saying? Like you need support. We're taking role on everybody who shows up to the coaching call because we haven't had a lot of this, but if someone may say, well, this program isn't working for me or my private practice isn't thriving the way that I want it to thrive. We can first look at all the data, look at are you attending the coaching calls? Are you watching the replays? The course portal tells us everything. We can look at to see how many coaching calls you actually registered for versus the ones that you showed up to because we take role every single week, right? And then we will look at where you are in the portal course shell. Have you done the assessments? After we evaluate all of that, then if someone says things are not working for me, but you've only gotten to the mindset bonus, you haven't touched the D, that's just like showing up to grad school telling the professor, I don't know what's going on with this test. It's unfair. I can't pass the test, but you didn't even crack open your book to read the chapter one. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real. Okay. So we're focusing on student success because we want you to be more successful with every product that I create. So we're hyping up more service stuff in our team. Also, I'm spending more time on my platforms talking about how business is hard. I can paint a pretty picture all day long and talk about how I'm able to work from anywhere, everywhere, but let's be real, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes, and a lot of people that you follow are never going to tell you the real deal about what happens in business that are heartache. Now, am I saying that these people should be telling you their journey while they're in it? Absolutely not. I had to determine the right time and the right platform to discuss this. And that's why I went extra today and did some slides because I wanted y'all to go through the process with me so that you can also see the benefits of how beneficial this book is. It's the key to me, okay? Um, We also increased the frequency of access to DTA, which means that instead of our typical three to four open enrollment periods, now that we don't have that, that mastermind program that consumed about 20 hours of our time, right? a week, (laughs) all year for like 10 months, probably 12, including a launch. Now we have more time to increase access, which means that I can have boot camps for our private practice more frequently because I don't like it when somebody missed the mark, they... Just got licensed and we just closed the doors and they like I can't get in a DTA so I want them to be able to have the ability to get in when they want to get in okay I also am focusing this year on so think about your goals I am focusing on I have more leverage time to look at how I can get in front of new people that are my ideal client. You should never be in business and a goal not be to get in front of new people. If your goal is to just keep pushing the same information in a different way to the same people over and over, even though you'll have your loyal community, like they are looking at everything you post, everything you watch. Like I'm a loyal fan of certain people. People are a loyal fan of me and what we you know, do in our community. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that everybody knows who I am. This world has a lot of mental health therapists, okay? Um, and like I said, it also gave us time to serve more. So, when I look at 2024, what I looked at, and I want you to write this down how can I become more resourceful? Once I chose to quit that stream, I did not choose to hyper focus on, oh man, this is money lost. I looked at what did I learn and what have I gained? So, for me, what I saw is that it gave me more creative room and ability to explore a stream of income that I've been so badly wanting to bring back to the business. But I did not have the capacity to teach it, to build it, and honestly, to bring it back. So if you don't know the history of where ECM even started from, I'm going to give you a quick little history. In January of 2020, I had already had the Academy in 2019 as a group. In 2020, I decided to open up the doors to a membership program for therapists to just introduce them to different streams of income. And let's just talk about it. Let's talk about the systems. Let's talk about what is a launch. Let's talk about what is checkout systems. What is Kajabi? What is Sam What is Shopify? How do you do a book launch? Like all those things. What started to happen organically is some of those people were already in the academy and they were like, I see you launching digital products. Can you teach me? That's how the birth of the ECM started. And that's why we had a live event in November, 2020 in Vegas. And then we launched ECM again, because I had launched it before. And then that's how we started off with 19 people that January, 2021. So what am I saying? Sometimes you will launch something and you'll be in your feelings about something not going right, but you have no idea the long-term impact of how that no right now can turn into a hell yes, 10 times over later. So, adding a new stream of income for me and the team introduced back digital products to leverage, like to teach people how to leverage their time and create a simple digital product. Okay. So, um, for me, I'm looking at it as okay, I'm just going back to the basics. I've been here before, but it looks different because I'm a whole new person. So, when I compare the 2020 me to the 2024 me, I'm still the same. person but a different evolution of that person and I know what has worked and what has not worked so I also know the definition of insanity why keep trying something if you know it doesn't work so at that point I realized that in 2024 I felt like a weight had lifted off my shoulder I still loved the program I love one-on-one I love boxer I love our hot seats I love definitely in person I love the mastermind but it was time for that program to pause Does that mean that it's not ever going to come back? Absolutely not. But I want to be able to cultivate a community of therapists where I also will know the right time to open the doors again based off of the people in my community also telling me what they want and what they believe they need. Because that's how ECM again got started. They told me what they wanted. They were hungry for it. Okay. So I was aligned times 1,000. So last thing is number eight. As a CEO, you want to know you will come across difficult decisions. You will go into multiple dips across the lifetime, okay? So you have to make it through a tough decisions. So I have someone um, that's our DCA alumni, and they said, um, where have I been? I didn't even know that ECM closed. Well, that's because I didn't announce it. This is the announcement. I kind of hinted at it on some of our scale community calls for those therapists who are in the DTA Platinum and Scale program, that they've been with me since last summer. And then some people joined from the conference. But outside of that, I wanted to make sure that I collected my thoughts so that I can make it more of a teaching lesson, not a, oh man, y'all, I shut down a stream of income. Like I'm a teacher and I would prefer for you to learn something and for me to share the journey of what I've learned. Versus just say, oh, <laughs> it's closed, right? So, yeah, ain't nobody been out of touch. It's just I haven't been talking about it. And from the for people who don't even know that ECM had existed, that was, like, I'm not going to say the goal, but ECM was our secret society. The only people who really knew about it hard the hard way, like, you know, four times the hard way, like, in a good way, like, I don't know, in Vegas, <laughs> playing craps or something, is those people who were in DTA for the last four years, okay? So... What am I looking at when you have to make tough decisions? I believe that you as an entrepreneur, you know how to solve problems. If you didn't know how to solve problems, you actually wouldn't have a business because your product or your service is solving a problem. If there's a problem, the way our universe works is that there's always a solution. It is your goal and your role to go and find the solution or go create it, okay? So this quote came from the book. Leaders who make informed decisions can persevere with a difficult income stream and when to let go for the greater good of the business, which means that even though it may be a heartache for you to let go of that stream of income, you will start, I hope, to look at your business like a whole person, an entity structure, which is what it is. It's not you, you don't co-mingle your money. You talk about ideas, you try it out, if it doesn't work, you remove it, right? So if you want your business to grow, maybe start looking at it. If you're a parent or you're a caregiver or you got nieces and nephews or God kids, ask yourself, would I be neglecting my God the way that I neglect my business? You know, it takes a village to raise my nephew. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he live in a single parent home. I'm over there every Saturday going to his basketball games. What would happen if you weren't there? It will fall on the biological parent. Okay, we know that that's normal, but it's better with a system. It's better with a village. But you have to know, when is it time to throw in the towel? Okay. So, what's next for those of you who are now not in the dark anymore? If you were thinking about, she ain't talked about ECM in a while, or maybe you just recognize, like, oh, right, wait, right, wow. <laughs> like, I haven't heard about it in a while, right? So, this is how I see shutting down a multiple six figure a year stream of income. And I want y'all to hold on because I want you to hear something super juicy. Okay, so what is next? When I look at what I learned and being resourceful, I now have a whole portal to leverage. So you may not know what I mean by that. Earlier, I said I pre recorded over 80 lessons for things like group practice, launches, launching a book, three mini portals on leadership, hiring, building your team portal. Group practice vaults and then hella bonuses, basic video, how to edit a podcast, right? how to up-level your branding and marketing, 10-year business plan and checklist. I mean, the list goes on and on. I know that portal alone is valued at over $10,000 because my students who have went to the portal and done the lessons between our sessions were able to build group practices, hire six to eight therapists, build out an operating system for what we taught them, and then they personalized it. They were able to go hire an actual operations manager, not a VA. They were able to go through a two to three step process to hire the right therapist. They knew when to let go of a therapist and how to let go of a therapist. They had all of their paperwork in order. They knew how to be coachable and teachable. They knew how to be resourceful, take the resources we shared in the mastermind, whether it be from me or other people in the mastermind, and they went to go handle Business, those are the people that I'm looking for, but it takes a certain mindset and investment in time and in your bank account. But you also have to invest in doing the work, okay? So long term, I was like, Yo, if I wanted to, I could just outright offer the portal and say, I ain't changing none of the thumbnails. Here's the mastermind portal. We've actually tested it out. In certain programs, we've given them access to certain things that are in the mastermind portal because we were beta launching a program last year. But I've got seven plus digital products in one portal. And the way Kajabi is set up, I can create a whole core shell and literally say, push a button, take the lesson from over here and copy it to over here. If I desire to do that, I would just update the thumbnail. That's it do a little intro, that's it. Publish, available, self-paced course, boom. <laughs> so I can choose also now when I want to have one-on-one clients because in those programs, we were in a nine-month commitment up to 10 months if we include the, live, the last live event. I can now leverage Boxer packages. Me and my team have really been strategizing and exploring. So if you're in our community get in my DM or under this video or podcast, let me know from what I am mentioning, like, hmm, i probably need that, right? Like, we now have so much time on our hands where all of the ideas or a good bulk of them that I had last year and the year before, and the year before, y'all know what I'm talking about. You got that long laundry list of ideas that you can never implement because your hand is in too many pots. I was like, yo, not only can I put my hand in multiple pots at a time because they're already built, because I learned a lesson during the journey. But I mean, I can roll these things out once a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can take five one on one clients if I feel like it, put them in a 90 day container. I can take people who just want access to me on Boxer to chit chat. They don't even need to be on Zoom. They just want to talk to me on their way to the gym. You know what I'm saying? And ask the question. They don't have to wait to the Zoom call. The benefit of Boxer, hands down, when my clients started using Boxer, they were like, bad. Where has this been for our alumni who have renewed in the mastermind? We have like a few that renewed this year, but they only have Boxer. Why? Because they said, I had them send over like a Boxer, like testimonial, like how did Boxer help you? And they said, to be honest, we're in different time zones. Sometimes I just have a thought. I want to be able to answer your question when I have it. So I just want to be able to send you a Boxer because I know you are gonna get back to me in 24 hours, like within like one business day. So if I send it to you at two o'clock in the morning, because I'm up for some reason, I know you just don't respond, but it's so dope for me to just be able to send you a message and for me to also be able to hear your voice because it's different than sending me a message in text. I can they can actually hear my emotion. So I was like, oh my God, like we can offer boxer packages, <laughs> you know. So our alumni is actually got boxer packages. Also, I can now host more virtual events, whether it's a boot camp for the academy, and, or this is something I've also been thinking about, is I can host. Based off of what our community tells us they want, like one topic that keeps coming up is email marketing. So I'm just going to share with y'all how my brain works. I was thinking, dang, a lot of people are scared of email marketing. Some people have access to email marketing or course, but are not using it. Some people are scared to do the email marketing because it's going to require work. Like, it's just so much... To do like with email marketing. So I had told my team today, I'm like, I wonder what we played the what if game. I'm like, I wonder what would happen if I already have the the, the elite coaching uh, email marketing portal like separated. What if I had like a 60 to 90 day course where they have the pre-recorded material? But what if I walked them through the three launch phases? Because the fourth phase is the debriefing about what you did. What if we took a product idea? And I'll walk them through how to build out email marketing from month one to month three. It doesn't mean you need to take that long because you have access in the portal. But we would be looking at your stuff online. We would be saying like, you know, I can't read all your emails, for example, but I would say like your homework assignment, this is the lab, your homework assignment in the portal is this what questions do you have because i feel like when i'm in your face it's a little different so let me know what y'all think about that because i think that is an awesome idea but that's that's an example of those seven digital products i can have a two-day boot camp on how to build out a team portal depending on what it is i will make choose to stretch it out email marketing is like a whole year's course so i would prefer to put it into a like course container that has live access, but that's just how my brain is working. I just wanted y'all to know that. But like, all of these can be more virtual. So, bottom line is, I recognize over time that quitting can be seen as successful. The word quitting is usually, you know, negative, but let's just say you're getting out of the cul-de-sac. Bottom line is, in this season, I'm able to leverage my time. I know how to launch the mastermind again. So, because I've went through this process for three years. I know exactly where I would want to have my masterminds, where I want to experiment with live events. I know how to have the launch. I have the launch SOPs, the processes. I have my ideal client avatar. We can continue to fine tune that. We have the portal. All we need is a cohort of people that can start at the same time and be invested in the whole process. But for 2024, that's at a pause, right? I also recognize that the mastermind can be seasonal. The, The mastermind can be 90 days. It can be six months. It doesn't have to be 10 months but I know that I have so much to offer. And let me just tell y'all, this is what I want y'all to hold on to. Regardless if my revenue um, was removed, like that multiple six figures every single year, get this, when I finished 2023, you couldn't even tell that the stream of income in multi-six figures from 2021 and 2022 for 2023, because remember the student cohort got cut in half and then we also was dishing out so much money and cash flow with live events and all those things, with all the things that I've talked about on other podcasts as well. With like, especially conferences and live events, and it being a forty k this year event, <laughs> you know. But that's not much. That's not how much the tickets cost, you know. And we didn't fill up the room. Super fun experience, but you couldn't tell on my profit and loss statement that I was at a loss. That is what I needed you to hear beyond the lessons. What happened? As to why, if you look at my profit and loss statement with how much money came into the business, how much is in profit at the end of the year, no one will be able to tell that I lost a stream of income or at least half of the revenue in that past year. As I started to recognize that we were in a cul-de-sac, I had already started to practice what I wanted to do in 2024. So as I mentioned earlier, I wanted to increase the access to DTA. Well, I just opened up DTA at the end of December it was that simple, right? So like learn how to pivot. Okay. Now in terms of announcements, we do have two things going on right now. So the first thing, if you are a therapist and you want to either open up a private practice and know what it takes, you want to assess your existing private practice for growth, like your solo private practice, I would highly encourage you Um, go to drtk.com forward slash links. It's the same link in the Instagram bio as well. All you have to do is sign up for completely for free. It's three days. It's actually going to start on um, January 30th, which is on a Tuesday. We're going to actually do it at nine o'clock. We sometimes test around the times. There's no perfect time. It will be on replay on YouTube. So you may be wondering why do I need to sign up if it's on YouTube? Well, the first reason is you won't be able to access the telegram community that we have in which we're engaging you in the lab throughout a two and a half week period. Technically, we already started. We've already started a discussion over there. Okay. Um, Secondly, is that you won't have any details about the academy. (laughs) So if you are interested to learn more about the academy and have first dibs on things like early bird bonuses and things like that, you definitely just want to be on the list. Okay. So you can go to drtk.com, drtk.com forward slash links, or click the link in my bio on Instagram, and you can head over there. Now the digital side hustle club, this is the program that we brought back, but it just has a different name. And this program solely is to help you launch a simple digital product. So let me be clear. If you want to launch a live group coaching program, this is not the program for you. I will let you know when I can link you with my mentor for June. That will give you the whole shebang. But if you want to learn the fundamentals of the following, okay, in terms of, you know, it's not, I was not on here. But if you want to learn the fundamentals of like a digital product launch, we're talking about um, what is the product's idea? what are the four phases of a launch and what that will look like. Um, I will then recommend potentially my email marketing course so that if you're serious, you can actually learn email marketing on your own and implement it with what we're talking about in the club. We meet once a month. We have a telegram group. I sometimes have pop-up lessons where you can ask a hot seat question. We did that last week and we had a private YouTube stream where unless you're part of the group, you can't participate. Um, Like I said, we have a telegram community. We talk about just different types of digital products that you can offer. We talk about how to launch them. We go through the launch phases with you. We're going to go over a debriefing. You get a private po- uh, private podcast in which... Some of the lessons that are in the course portal, we know some people like to listen to them on the go. But over time, because this program just started again in January, um, over time, as students start to ask more questions and when we have our live calls, if we feel like certain portions or the whole thing of that call should also be on the private podcast for people to listen to on the go, we will add that over there. Now, it is $1 for a seven-day trial. $1 for a seven-day trial, okay? Once the seven days is up, we are still running the special until the end of the month, January, where you can get in for $22 a month. You will be grandfathered in as long as you stay current. So the way that you sign up is the same link, drtk.com forward slash links. It's under the little YouTube video. Sign up for a dollar. After seven days, $22 grandfathered in. Get in the portal it's readily unlocked for you to start the business, go through the lessons, even if you've launched a digital product already, as your checks and balances and start to formulate questions. Just so you can see what we're talking about, a lot of our people in there are not just therapists, it's just entrepreneurs. And they're talking about things like launching um, launching eBooks. Um, I told them as a bonus, I'm gonna do this like outside of our regular monthly call. I'm gonna talk to them and show them how to have a, book launch party and the steps to do that. Um, But every month I will bring in something different, but then they're welcome to ask their questions. And so if you have any questions or comments about this live, um, please make sure to comment below. Please make sure to, you know, if you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, I would greatly appreciate it. And again, for all resources, whether it be private practice boot camps, Um, and or if you prefer to focus on digital products, then all of those links are in my bio. I hope to see you on the next podcast episode and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.